You are now tuned in to Queen Tone, a podcast where all women, especially black women, are invited to share their thoughts, opinions, and experiences with the world without being asked to check their tone. This is a safe space to tune in to hear two millennial women's take on social, political, comedic, and straight up what the fuck topics every other week where we bring it to you straight, no chaser. Because let's be real, it's usually never actually the tone that's too loud, but rather the truth. I'm Dana, a Detroit player paid for being a nerd with my tech savviness and product mindset, but known for my love of 90s R&B, comedic wit, and very on-brand Capricorn lifestyle. And I'm Nita, paid for being a bad bitch and improving people's lives, but also known for my ability to speak truth to power and dance to the beat of my own drum. Real Aquarius shit. And this is Queen Tone. Queen Tone. Queen Tone. I feel like my my it's something in my throat and I really can't tell what it is, but that's why that queen tone kind of struggled. Maybe I use one from another week when I when I edit it. <laughs> queen tone, keep that in. I'm just letting you know, the listeners know it's a little it's a it's a little rough today. It's Monday. It's a little rough. It's real. It's real life. Um, yes, we're back Hello. for another week. Um, we are. I realized right before we started recording. What are we going to talk about? Like, I was just with you this weekend. <laughs> so what are we going to talk know. about for, for catching up? Hey, nice to see you. Right. Even though I just saw you. Um, we can talk about our weekend. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. So Dana came to, well, she didn't come to visit me. Let's yeah, let's, yeah. Dana did not come to visit me. Dana came to get a tattoo from that nigga from uh, <laughs> uh, Black Ink Crew Chicago. Yeah. The nigga that raps and does tattoos. Yeah. She came to do that and she needed a place to stay. Yes. That's the truth. <laughs> she was gonna come last weekend, but you know what happens when you get tattoos from niggas on Black and Crew Chicago, and that rap they canceled. So canceled. It was because you going in on them. That's why niggas. It was a reschedule because he had some important stuff to do. Um, but I will say, he is very good when it comes to um, freehanding and also putting color on dark skin. Because that was like my search mm. for a tattoo artist. Did he freehand your tattoo? Yes, wait. he freehanded my tattoo. Wait, 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 wait. How does that even work? Do so they don't use a st- so they no. don't put the stencil on your back he, at all. So he just he doesn't drew. he doesn't even do like stencil work. So if you come like oh I want this, he's like go to somebody else. Um, he's a and oh, they wow. also do like art and stuff. So he's an actual like artist, um, but then a mm-hmm. tattoo artist. So he did my. Um, if you know me, see me, I have a shoulder and kind of half back tattoo that he did about five years ago. Mm-hmm. And I showed him pictures of lilies and he looked at the picture and then like made his version of it. Um, and it's also covering up scars. So he's like drawing it to yeah. cover up scars mm-hmm. and coloring and shading it so it won't show. So then for the one on my back, which is an extension, he just went off of his other design, like the first one, and then mm-hmm. drew it to again cover up scars and marks. You have a lot of trust. Because I don't know if I could do a freehanding situation. Well, he showed me like, so it's like a red marker and he'll draw it on my back and it's maybe 15, 20 minutes he was drawing it. Uh And then he'll show me it and it looks like a stencil, like a coloring book type stencil. And then he's saying, I'm thinking of this color. Oh, no, no, no. It's not like a, I don't see it until. (laughs) I thought he was like, all right, let's see what we're doing today. It's it's collaborative. He's like, okay, this is what I'm doing. I'm thinking about this color. I think this color will pop. And then I'll say, and then I even told him, I was like, I trust your creative, whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. Go for it. 
and then I also tell him like I don't want it to go like I don't want it to be an entire back tattoo so don't be drawn all over my back and doing everything like here's mm-hmm. the area I want you to do um mm-hmm. he did it and it's worth it it's worth me driving to Chicago it looks very nice yeah it is a really beautiful tattoo um, and continuation of the one you yeah. have before. and I still get compliments from the other one um and I feel like I have a lot of like dark marks on my body from scarring mm-hmm. nervous picking just a lot of stuff so for a long time I didn't wear sleeveless shirts or things mm-hmm. with my back out or if my back was out my hair was always with extensions and it was always like down mm. to my butt covering it up um so even getting this is like now I can wear the dresses that I want or the shirts that I want and not feel yeah like, I love that for you um you know being self-conscious because yeah. regardless of what other people you know have like oh no it's fine like it's whatever it's like it really if I'm not okay with it then right okay then that, that's all that matters yeah. right um so it doesn't matter what other people say to yeah you. yeah um so I'm happy, very happy with it. Um, it's worth every penny. I'm not going to say, uh, say how much well, I spent, I, I but do want another. it's worth uh, I'm sure he's expensive, okay? <laughs> them TV, them, them reality TV stars that actually are talented, yeah. the, the price goes and, up, yeah, as it The should. price went up. Because the, the, the first time I went to him was when they were first starting the show. So, like, I signed, like, a little thing saying if I was going to be recorded, like, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. And then the show blew up. I think his music is blew up, got more, um, got more popular. So it was definitely some inflation from from twenty fourteen ish, twenty fifteen. But you know, that's um, how it goes. So yeah. Yeah, I need to get I always well, I definitely want another well, I have a lot of small tattoos. The biggest tattoo is on my side. But I do want another small tattoo and then you look at your tattoo made me want to made me want to expand my thigh tattoo mm-hmm. i invented thigh tattoo mm-hmm. and me and dana had this conversation this weekend that i invented yes no every other <laughs> she every, came up with an <laughs> every thigh is blank until until your look written i was 20 what i was a it was like freshman going into sophomore year i was a good 19 years old getting a thigh tattoo who else yeah who else but apparently they didn't know <laughs> she was like who else do you know that had a t- thigh tattoo and right i, I would name three people like uh. i was being real social boy with it like i invented fucking thigh tattoos and Dana brought me down real quick um but i don't know it's two people that Dana knows we invented thigh tattoos period Yes, yes, yes. I still have to get one more. I one more small tattoo. I'll go to somebody who stencils for this one. Um, some type of ode to Detroit. I'm still trying to figure out what I want. Um, oh yeah, everybody, come on, everybody gotta have it. Yeah. You know, I got mine behind my ear. Yeah, um, my little Detroit with roots. Yeah, so I'm I'm still thinking of that, and I'll get that one. But then after that, I'll be done. Um. So I either like them to be very large or very like small and kind of barely noticeable. Um, I think it's Drake who have like random like his look, tattoos. It looked like a so refrigerator with kids he drawings got, like, on Aaliyah. them. Yeah. He got like Bozo the Clown. <laughs> he got like Elton John. Just people that just don't make. Yeah, sense. and they're like spaced out, There's so it's no not even like a mural and. Right, it's not even like a sleeve. Yeah, it's literally just like little head. You know how when you know how like when 
someone like breaks their arm or their leg and like kind of like children and then they ask all their friends to sign the cast like that's what yes (laughs) and it's just sporadic even that would look better than what the fuck he got i don't know but you know drake hit my line if you're listening (laughs) he rips not because i want to fuck you but you got money and i got house repairs to make so i feel like you know it's god's plan (laughs) that you help me redo my basement (laughs) I really, being a homeowner, I really be like, what if I just DM this celebrity and ask them, like, if they could just send a contractor? They ain't even got to send it. It works for, just send me the contract. It works for, I feel like students be asking for stuff, like on Twitter, just like, oh man, I would really love if someone could like buy me a laptop. I'm studying for blah, blah, blah. Right. And like Oprah Mm -hmm. paid for um, Amorphous on Twitter, his new MacBook. I feel like you just got to put it out there. Oh, see, yeah, see, all I need is a new fence, you know what I'm saying, a little, a little tuck pointy work, you know what I'm saying, just updating my, getting my bathroom in the basement, just small stuff, that's, to Drake or somebody like Oprah, the money I need really is not no consequence to them, but it is to me, and they could really bless me, (laughs) that's how you know you're getting old, when your ass start not concert tickets or MacBooks, but (laughs) bathrooms. Remodeling. I got these drapes that I'm wanting, and, and I'm trying to <laughs> right. figure out how to finesse. Um, so yeah, that was that was the purpose of that of of going to Chicago. Then we also went out a little bit, and that that was also my first taste of like being out and social, and like niggas are outside, like not out. not on the out. not on the lawn, not on the curb. No, they are in out. the streets. First of all, outside. We a bouncer tried to charge us fifty dollars to get into a not even a day party. It's like a brunch. Like y'all got me fucked up. I I want to be outside, but I don't want to be outside that bad. And not with mm-hmm. a, in a crowded room full of hot people. Like right the fuck no. Yeah. I mean, but I haven't really been out out in Chicago though. So that mm. was a first for. I mean, because you know I moved to oh, years yeah, ago, yeah. but the pandemic took fifteen months of that. So. Yeah, I haven't been out, out, and that was just a turn off. I was like, oh no, yeah. I'm not doing summertime. It. Summertime, I would never. Is a lot of fun, um, but you got to ease into it because I feel the same way. Um, when I I'll be in New York for the rest of the summer and some of the fall, so I'm like, okay, let me let me get my um my my dose of New York before I move again. But I'm not about to be out here, out here because um, Rona, general germs. Um, right. Well, yeah, I'm not going back to to pre-pandemic germ situation. Yeah, I'm just not doing that. I need six feet still at the grocery store. I need your high breath to not be in my face. So yeah. still wear a mask. Yeah, like like I think I'll forever wear a mask on a plane, on a train. That's real. Because it's like why? Yeah. Why? And a lot of other countries do that just to be polite. Like you're if you're sick and you're flying, you will wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Um, like just you know regular cold whatever um compared to the people yeah. pre rona was out here it make, that makes sense but it was nice being out it was it was we we had sushi we had we were laughing having yeah. time walking around the only thing we were missing was ratchet music yeah. and that's why trying to trying to be forced to pay fifty dollars to get to the ratchet music pissed me off but that's fine we still had a good time and we'll continue to do more things like that um yeah as we go along okay so want to get into queen shit do you have anything 
Um, I don't. I do. <laughs> Teamwork. Well, as we all know, Insecure is coming to an end. How and do this I? weekend, I know. Say goodbye to yesterday. Okay, that's enough. Um, I just want to. I feel like Queen should should go to Easter Ray, which doesn't. I mean, like that's not necessarily like uh special I, I guess that's not like it's like Ether Ray it's like she's famous mm-hmm. right but coming off of as I as I've been watching her from Awkward Black Girl which was like eight nine years ago mm-hmm. to now her finishing up five seats five five amazing seasons on uh on a show that really changed the culture like Insecure came and changed the culture yeah. as far as black entertainment and like this in this dawn of, of black entertainment kind of coming back to the forefront yep um and she did that shit on her own like and living in LA and seeing her impact in person and seeing how she hired like she hires I have several friends who have who work for her or have worked for her um and it's just cool to see it, it was kind of like Nipsey in the same way like I would see rest in peace um they I can't believe I can't believe Nipsey go but Nipsey was the same way like looking out for the community mm-hmm. you know like doing stuff and so I feel like Issa Rae and Nipsey really embodied what it means to like go back to your hood and look out for people mm-hmm. yeah no matter how big you get even so. even and she touched my booty that one time on the elevator she probably don't remember <laughs> but we have a picture together she accidentally touched my booty on the elevator I will never forget it <laughs> I I met Issa one time. She probably didn't meet me when <laughs> I was at Essence Fest. <laughs> I met her, Jamie. Right. <laughs> I met her. Um, since we're telling Issa stories, um, when I went to Grits and Biscuits at Essence Fest and I snuck to get on the stage where like all of the celebrities or whatever that was on the stage mm-hmm. and we were dancing to the same song together. And you know how you just smiling at somebody like being nice, you know? Yeah. She smiled at yeah nice and that's been my fuel ever since (laughs) that's that's you meeting her (laughs) yes because when someone smiles at you uh, that's that means y'all best friends i need a lot of people anyway um then you have a lot of fucking friends i don't know what to tell you uh (laughs) but no but but yeah shout out to to her uh how you mentioned like putting on for her city too um also a lot of her like homies like um thug yoda and is that still his name in the actual um the actual I think series? So, yeah. yeah. He's like her childhood friend. And he's been like in her lower productions mm-hmm. when she was still just trying to make a name for herself and doing whatever. Mm-hmm. So even like her really putting on her friends, but also like having that support from her her friends and like following it through is something beautiful to see. Um, and I'm really sad that Insecure is ending, but I yeah. feel like she's already doing so many other great things and expounding and like she gonna be a spider-man yeah, that's building, a, that's a big building her empire like it's it's gonna i'm excited i mean i'm excited that insecure could be a show that not that i'm about to have some kids but like that the next generation can watch and it could be like a time stamp on and appreciate this time and yeah it could be like they're you know i still watch a different world or living single and it's like oh this is mm-hmm. a glimpse of black life and culture with music, with style, with lingo, with everything, yes. like kind of that time capsule that I feel like Insecure can hold that position for, for can us. Be that, um, even for sure. And it was very black. Yes. yes. Very, very and black. It, I feel like Insecure is the only show that at least on 
you know, social media and Twitter that I feel like men, women, everyone could contribute and like hold a conversation. It wasn't just, oh, this is a show mm, that only women yeah. watch, or oh, this is like, yeah, you know, only men watch it, or this is for this, or this is whatever. Like, it's like, no, mm. we can actually have discussions. Uh, I even used to have like, oh yeah, it sparked lots of conversations. Discussions. Yeah, um, oh, that yeah. sparked. And your Sunday, uh, your Sunday, why was it? Oh, yeah. you know, Sundays or Wednesdays? I think they were on Monday. So during the pandemic, I would have like insecure debriefs um, on Zoom because you know last season came out um, right at oh, the yeah. start of the pandemic, right, but it was perfect because it was yeah. something to escape into if only for 30 minutes um i'm sure Issa's also happy with people can no longer ask her to make a 30 minute comedy in an hour i know um, yeah. like i'm not even okay. into television and film but i was like oh well if it's like, written as a 30 minute comedy then how it's it a 30 minute hour? comedy so why They're not math not math and, like, but you know yeah niggas gonna need yeah um so yeah, that's shout out to her. She's also a Capricorn, so that's also very telling. Um, that's also lots of Capricorn. Says. That's also why <laughs> the smile, like it was a Capricorn smile. So maybe that's why it don't work mm. for you. Um. Okay. <laughs> well, you know what? I I received that. It's a Capricorn thing. I don't know. She touched my booty. She smiled at you. Maybe maybe she know. got an Aquarius placement in the booty or something. I don't know. Like maybe. <laughs> the booty let's move on uh well you know well yeah i wanted to bring up Issa ray insecure because i feel like a lot of insecure like i said it was very unapologetically black it was to to me as a millennial as a black woman millennial is very like even with awkward black girls like come as you are like Mm -hmm. it's okay to be you it's okay to to act to be awkward to be that size to not to to uh, to um doubt yourself or to be unhappy mm-hmm. and to be depressed and to you know cheat um <laughs> it's okay no, to cheat <laughs> basically it's okay it was never okay but i understood why you did it <laughs> and today's guest <laughs> really excited for today's guest as y'all know we only bring the best to this show okay because we on our queen shit. Okay. Uh, it <laughs> is Ryan Pearson, who is a native Detroiter, writer, innate, innate creative, cinephile, and co-director of the Detroit Narrative Agency, or DNA. She is a body liberation fat acceptance advocate and activist whose primary focus is examining bodies, body images, issues amongst Black women, girl, and femmes that stem from white supremacy and patriarchy. Okay. She also creates content that centers fat black femme bodies as sensual, erotic, and desirable, okay? Outside of work, Ryan spends time traveling, enjoying an array of art forms, being in community, and engaging in holistic healing practices. She is a Capricorn. Ryan, welcome to the show. Hey, y'all. Can you hear me? Yep, yep, (laughs) all good. We can hear you. Cool, cool, cool. Welcome, welcome. I'm so happy to be here. Me too, me too. We're excited to have you. When we were thinking about, um, we said this too, too for Danny, but it, it's true for you as well. When we were um, sitting down writing out like, oh, here are the different topics we want to be able to talk about mm-hmm. to have a good perspective on like not being tone checked and kind of having these straight no chaser conversations. I was like, you would be perfect to just talk about body positivity um, and really like how how we as black women are able to 
see ourselves and I know we talk about seeing ourselves in media, music, all that type of stuff, but also like just our whole selves um, and being able to do and kind of talk about um, our, who we are and all of our essence um, in, in a positive light. So glad to, to have you on um, to chop it up with us. Um, yeah, happy to be here with my fellow sorors and cat yes. So <laughs> They should know by now, all we do is invite Delta. Yeah. <laughs> Who else did you invite? Right. I well, mean, when the excellence is yeah, there, I mean, it's just there. Yeah. When out. the excellence is right in your <laughs> network, like, why would you invite anyone else? Shoot a quick exactly. text and make things happen. So, cool, cool, cool. Um, so, to kick it off uh, our kind of conversation, um, how would you, uh, in your own words, define uh, body positivity? Um, and then also kind of, we kind of get, got a glimpse um, from your bio, but how did you con- come into this movement as well? Okay. Um, how would I personally define body positivity? I would say body positivity is like silencing the negative voices about your your physical self. Um, So like, I feel like as women, especially from a very young age, we're so programmed to look at our bodies and find what's wrong with it. And I feel like body positivity is where you actually do the complete opposite of that. Like you try to find what's positive about your body and not in a way to counteract the negative, but the positivity being the baseline instead of the negativity mm-hmm. being the baseline. So I, that's yeah. how I would define it is like viewing your body in a positive light, aiming to make that your go-to your baseline versus the opposite, which mm-hmm. usually our, our go-to our baseline that's been set for us by society is to pick ourselves apart, look at what's wrong uh, in quotation marks and yeah. uh and, and and go from there to try to fix something mm-hmm. and how did you how did you get to this movement or like how did because most of us right we we all feel the same things that you're describing like you you hate your body you 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 like tearing yourself apart about this and that but how did you come into this like body positivity yeah, so I came into A, I have always been um, plus size, you know, I also am comfortable with the word fat. Um, like, I was a chubby kid. Um, I'm a larger adult. So for as long as I can remember, like, I've always been told I should be smaller or that my goal Mm. should be to be smaller, to lose weight. You know, if you lose weight, this, if you lose weight, that, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I would say like around 20, 2009, 2008, something like that. It was like my senior year of college. I'm telling my age. (laughs) It was like my senior year of college or like, right after that I started um following Gabby Fresh yeah um, like that was when she was fat um yep. she was fat and fabulous young fat 
Young Fat and Fabulous. Yes. 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 We were we were following her at the same time then. Yes. yes. That was right at the beginning of when plus size bloggers became a thing. Yes. So Gappy Fresh was like my introduction into like body positivity, fat liberation, mm-hmm. like that whole like first of all, she openly used the word fat and not as a mm-hmm. negative. And like yeah. forever, that was a word that I shied away from. Like, do not like oh call me fat will hurt my feelings so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I never like I I stayed away from that word. Any other word, like you know, any other word but fat, because there was so much baggage attached to that. But she used the word fat, like she. Uh, I remember when she first started her bikini line, she called it a fat bikini. Like yeah, it, it yes. like she she was that like, girl's in two pieces. What? Yes, yeah. and she was like yep. so unapologetic about it, and she just seemed so comfortable in her skin. And it was a fashion blog, actually. It wasn't even it yep. was a fashion blog with like a little bit of lifestyle stuff in it. But mm-hmm. I found her because I was so frustrated. Like this was before I. I tell people this all the time. Not that the fashion industry doesn't still need to expand options for plus size people, but there, there was were no, no Forever Twenty One Plus. There was no there was exactly. No, there was not. There was. It no was a struggle. Charlotte Russe Plus, like none of that. Especially as like a young, like I, I just remember yep. in college, it wasn't fashionable. It was not it's, fashionable. It was like Lane Bryant mm-hmm. and Ashley Stewart. Yep. Lane and Avenue. And, and Avenue, Avenue. And the Avenue. Was, yep. Avenue was like always like really majorly. Like really <laughs> And yes. so I used to shop mostly at Ashley Stewart because that was like the more the more trendy. That's one. the more hip. Yeah, that was the more tr- trendy hip one. But so anyway, I came into it by following. I was looking for fashion inspiration because I was just like, mm. I'm tired of these options. Like I want to be more fashionable. Um, And so I came across Gabby Fresh and then not only was she like a fashionista, uh, but she also Mm -hmm. was like this act, like she was this advocate and activist for like being free as a fat person, like Mm -hmm. not feeling bad, not, not making like losing weight, the the center of your existence. And that really struck Mm -hmm. me. Because legit, I would say from the age of 10 up, I had been dieting and mm. always trying to, never able to really accept my body as it was. And so to see someone who was like in my age group, like do that and like have this whole blog, it was really inspiring. So I started to look more into it and like follow, let's see, that was before... I'm really giving away my age. That was before Instagram. <laughs> so it was like, Oh yeah, that was, it was when everybody yeah. had a blog. Mm-hmm. So I started looking yep. at all the different blogs. Um, and like, there was like live journal and mm-hmm. this other stuff that like led me to other folks who were also body positive. Yes. That's I, I identify with that so, so much because I was the same way. I, I always grew up, feeling bigger than everybody even though now I look back at pictures and was like girl what were you on like why were you why were you letting people convince you that you were like fat right but I felt fat my entire life and then once I got into and I've always and I haven't always probably in high school is when I started to become plus size like past a 14 because even a 14 is not really plus Mm -hmm. size 
Um, and so like getting into the 16s, the 18s, and then going going to college and not really finding anything to wear. So I, I identify with all of that. It's, it's very, and it is kind of like, yeah, if you're not losing weight or if you're not trying to be smaller, it's like, what are you doing with your life? It's Why? like, you can't just exist. Mm-hmm. Not you no can't fast just exist. What? Yeah. yeah. Right. So yeah, that was really hard. And, and, you know, in this world of social media, it's funny that you said, you know, you started looking at those blogs before Instagram started, because once Instagram started, is like social media filters perfection and comparison comparison is the thief of joy and i even even i remember so i went to school with majority white people and i went to high school white girls so even being around very thin bodies will also then kind of change your perception of Am I fat? Compared, like compared to right. them, I'm, I'm so much. I'm so much bigger. Whether it's I have larger breasts or broader shoulders or whatever, so it's mm-hmm. like I need to be smaller to look like them. And you know, at a young age, all you want to do is be like everybody else. You know, now it's cool to be right. different and unique as you're older. But when you're younger, it's like I want to be like everyone else. Um, and to your yeah. point, Ryan, what you said at the beginning of like the negative um, comments that are put in your head at a young age, it's like if I could list the negative things about me, I could like r- run them yeah. off but then when it's the positive things it's like oh i really need to think or I say, yeah what do you like about that, your body or do i believe <laughs> do i believe what i say if i say like oh yeah mm-hmm. i'm this do i actually believe that because i've been telling myself all of these negative things for so long and when you mm-hmm. think about it it's these negative things about your body like your body that's yeah. keeping you alive um yeah. i even think of during um like during the pandemic now, I think Crystal's tweeted like, you should be kinder to your body because it's keeping you alive during a pandemic. Mm-hmm. So even like no matter yeah. what I look like yeah. or what size, like gaining weight, losing weight, any even if it's not weight, if it's, oh, I don't like my breast or, oh, I think my shoulders are too broad. Like whatever it is, your body is keeping you alive. My booty too flat. Yeah. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah so like it's true true. yeah it's very true and I mean and you actually make a good like the the comparison to like like you and you're not somebody that I would consider plus size like I don't know if you've ever been plus size but like even so like this kind of goes into how like fat phobia is is kind of it it not kind of fat phobia affects everything like the yeah. way anti-blackness yeah. is pervasive mm-hmm. fat phobia mm-hmm. is also pervasive yeah. like it's everywhere you can't escape it yeah because like even so like people are like oh i don't like the word fat phobia i'm not scared of being fat and it's like actually you probably are because you've probably been trained and geared to be scared to be mm-hmm. fat and oh, absolutely. it's like, I mean, I know like one thing that used to get me and like, you know, I had to have some really hard conversations with close friends is like, okay, if you're like, if you're picking apart your body and you're like half my size talking about how fat you are, mm-hmm. how do you think that makes me feel? Oh, absolutely. And or how do you really see me? Or how do you, how really, do you exactly. really see me? Yes. And, yes. <laughs> 
Yes. Or when a friend is like, oh, that bitch fat. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Fat. I'm like, wait. Well, I'm, I'm and don't, don't let he it got here with a fat bitch, too. Like, so yes. what are you yes. really? Okay. And then you're like, but I am the fat bitch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you're right. like, you're like, I am the fat bitch. So right. then what does that mean about how you actually view me? If we weren't friends, mm-hmm. I would yeah. be the fat bitch you would fat, fat bitch. About. Exactly. So, um, or it works that, for you, but I don't ever want to be there. Like, exactly. oh, no, you're beautiful. Like, it works for you. You're cute. But I'm going to not eat today because I don't want to be like, like, I don't right. want to be like that. Or I have a fear. Of that. And it's like, and, and so, like, I pay attention a lot and always really have to, to the language that people use, like, when they're saying things or when they're describing things. And so, like, I have had some really hard talks with like family or friends like you know when you talk about larger bodies or fat bodies in that way you're talking about me you may not think you are directly but you are and so you know trying to it's like this thin like if you don't want to be fat okay but think about like let's unpack your ideas of what it means to be fat and and how a fat person's life is like are, oh, the, are your thoughts that a fat person is automatically unhealthy are your thoughts that a fat person yeah. is lazy mm-hmm. are your thoughts that a fat person has poor hygiene because these yeah. are things that people yes. these are stereotypes people have about absolutely people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, and they assume i think there's also an assumption that because my body is bigger i am doing something wrong mm-hmm. when it could literally as somebody in and mind you, I've had weight loss surgery, and I've shared this on this show before. So at at my biggest, I feel like, yeah, I was ashamed to be in public beca- or eat. Just eating food. No matter, it could have been a fucking salad. Mm-hmm. People were going to look at me like I was overindulging no matter what it was. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and then people are like, well, we don't like fat people because we're concerned about your health. No, y'all don't not. give a fuck about y'all nobody's health. Like, because y'all let Chris Brown ass snort coke every <laughs> fucking five seconds Hello? and look crazy. Or the super skinny girl who eat health. a whole bunch. It's like, oh, she's so cute. Look at that. Like, she has oh, a, she's so oh, cute. Oh, she's got an appetite. Just say you, don't, just say you hate fat people and go. Just say that. Like, just say you hate fat people and go just say because you don't actually care about what i'm eating or if Mm -hmm. i'm exercising i mean like and and i also don't i've learned i've grown out of this of like over explaining well you know i go to the gym oh i do meal prep like you know i i eat vegetables like and i've obviously just stopped that's like fucking but that need to over explain (laughs) literally comes from fat phobia because of absolutely ideas and and lies and untruths that people have developed about fat people based on yeah. what society says and that shit comes from the media too like absolutely that's what, i mean if you really really think about movies tv shows the depictions of of larger people mm-hmm. they're horrible for the most part mm-hmm. like i would no, say absolutely. Rewatching Moesha and all the fat jokes for oh, him, who was not even fat. Who's not, oh, who's not like, even fat. Like, time, right? I was like, oh, you know, she like, wasn't thin. Yeah. She wasn't Moesha. Yeah, she wasn't Moesha. Therefore, she wasn't right. Yeah. And this is this is another thing when it comes to like fat phobia. Certain certain shapes get it worse mm. than others. So if you're mm-hmm. bigger with the hourglass shape. Like Gabby Fresh, for example, she's like, yeah, she does have an hourglass shape. Yeah, you, you, it's, 
I mean, people still say shit about her, call mm-hmm. her fat, talk shit, all that. But when you're like more apple shaped, like me, where like you carry more weight in your stomach, mm-hmm. um, it's even worse. So like for Countess Vaughn, she's actually more apple shaped and mm-hmm. she didn't have an hourglass shape. I feel like if she had been her same size with an hourglass shape, they might have said it. That's still more palatable you know, made chubby jokes or something. Mm-hmm. But because she had more of a stomach, less of a booty, you know, stuff like mm-hmm. that, I feel like it was even more like, oh, she's the wrong type of body, which yeah. is because mm-hmm. she wasn't thin, she was fat. So yep. the thing, yeah, rewatching Moesha, I was just like, yo, they really came for Kim. Like they really, they really came and it was so Kim. unnecessary. And it was like and she was so just terrible. They were horrible friends. Yeah, like, I was yeah. Like, they were horrible friends. No, I can't stand. I can't even. I couldn't even rewatch Moesha because I've never liked the show. But just of the tidbits I was rewatching, I was like, this is awful. And the thing is, then people with quote unquote normal bodies, right? And when I say normal bodies, what I mean is just like your average person like your average person is not a size two and nor are they maybe a you know and nor are they on the other side but like i think the average it says 12 or size 14. for it's a like woman a 12 is like, or 14 i think it even went up to like a six it might be a 14 mm-hmm. 16 but somewhere in that range right and for those for those of you who are like what is a 14 16 like what is, what the hell is that i'm trying to think of a celebrity um Okay, I can't think of a celebrity, but if you've ever seen pictures, if you ever seen old America Ferrera, I feel like oh yeah, oh yeah, America America Ferrera before she lost a bunch of weight, she was about a forty. Yeah, she did lose weight. Probably Kim and probably probably Kim and Moesha was a twelve or fourteen, maybe. I feel like she was okay at a at a point before she before she like in the beginning. Cause she had a a period in Moesha before they got to the Parkers where she lost a mm-hmm. bunch of weight. I would say she was probably about a 16, 14, 16. Um she didn't even look that big to me, but yeah. my my perspective is off. If you look at so if you look at my Instagram, the pictures on my Instagram, I was a 12. So for y'all listening, okay. go to my and, Instagram. And I'm a 14. Yeah. Whatever. So anyway, just so just so yeah. But it's like your average body all of a sudden becomes like, oh, I know I see a thousand people with this body in my life yeah. just walking down the street, but it becomes to be like, oh, that's not normal. I'm supposed to be smaller. Yeah. And then it, and then that, and then that leads to like an unrealistic goal mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because none of us are that. Like, if you're going on averages, none of us are that. Yeah, yep. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that reminds me. So. I used to be when I was in high school. I was obsessed with America's Next Top Model. Like, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. loved that show. I, and, like, they were so horrible. Like, I remember there was a model on there who was a size six, and that was considered mm. big. And they were always trying to get her to lose mm-hmm. weight. And she was, like, I mean, you, she would be breaking down crying. Like, because I think she, she, was, she had started off as, like, a size 14 and had gotten down to a size six. What? That like isn't a ch- <laughs> the smallest her body. Her I don't even think her body was not in that size. But they were like, oh, if you could just cut a little more and get to a four, and it's like it's unhealthy. Yeah. It's not realistic. Yeah. And even and was, yeah, even for black girls, if I think of like modeling, ballet, dance, like these unrealistic expectations to look like 
yeah. white bodies, even though you're black right. and just our bodies are not right. produced or grown or will not look like that. It's also adding to the layer of it being unrealistic. And it's like, what are you actually chasing? Because then it's yeah, not like, only are you chasing what you think is beautiful, you're chasing what white, the white standard European sees as beautiful or thin. And you were never meant mm-hmm. to ever look like that. Which is the problem with everything, especially the beauty. <laughs> white standard. people. It's like white people, white, white people, white toxicity. I'm I'm starting to I still use white supremacy, but I saw this article about why you should call it white toxicity because there's nothing supreme about that bullshit. And mm. I was like, yes, okay. Mm. So, but white supremacy slash toxicity um, centers them in their bodies. I mean, honestly, even the BMI chart is based on white bodies. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. So, Fuck that BMI chart. You know how many doctors I had every time? I could literally have gone and had my arm chopped off, lose weight, lose weight. Yep. Yeah. Like, bitch, my arm is not all attached to my body. How much more weight can I lose? Yep. I, yeah, I left the doctor because I was like, she just kept telling me to lose weight. And I was just like, you know what? You're not helpful. And she was like super apologetic because she did. I also had the privilege to be like, I'm switching doctors. Fuck you. Yeah. But I was with her for several years. And every time I went to her with anything, it was always lose weight. Yeah. And Which it's terrible. Also, like, that's one number you're looking at what what are the other numbers how's your blood right. pressure mm-hmm. how's your right a1c how's your you know how are your vitamin levels how are these like to to and and here's the other thing and people consider this radical but like in fat acceptance and body liberation like even if you are fat right and and your weight is impacting your health negatively the whole mm-hmm. point is that you still deserve to be treated like a a fucking human being. Right. And you still right. shouldn't be berated for that. Like I like if if I'm the size I am and I have high blood pressure, A, it may not be because of my size, but let's just say my size exacerbates whatever and mm-hmm. I do. I still A don't have to hate myself. And mm-hmm. B, right. it doesn't give anybody else the right to police me regardless right and so and i think that's the radical thing about like like so there's like body positivity which kind of like all inclusive now is about like feeling good about your body um whatever size it is whatever it looks like what what abilities it has etc but then there's also like fat acceptance and like fat Mm -hmm. liberation Mm -hmm. which is like a little bit more radical than body positivity where it's like hey Fat bodies have always been around. Like, if you look through history, there's always been fat bodies. And also, regardless of a person's health, ability, and whether their weight impacts that or not, they are still a human being. They still get to feel good in their Mm -hmm. body. They still get to be treated with dignity and respect. And so I... And love. Yes. And not be judged. Like, you know what I'm saying? No one, like, to the point... um, I want to say who was, I think Mina made earlier about like Chris Brown. <laughs> Chris oh, Brown yeah. is on all the drugs, right? He still makes good music. Nobody, he does. He's, he but nobody gives a fuck. All the drugs, right? Is anybody policing him? Is no, anybody no. like on a daily, like if he walks down the street, is somebody going to shout out at a car to him? Hey, drug addict. 
You know what I'm saying? Versus right. like, I have had the experience of walking down the street and having somebody shout out the window at me like fat ass or something like that. Wow. Yeah. Just for existing. Yeah. Just- That's happened to me too. I mean, yeah. I mean, the thing, the things that people will say to you when you're fat versus when you're not fat. And I, and I don't think it wasn't until like I lost weight via weight loss surgery. Um, and I've never been wanted. I've never wanted to be like skinny, quote unquote skinny. I just wanted to be able to like, I don't know, cross my leg and just do stuff that I wasn't able to do right in my bigger body. But I was a fashionista in my bigger body. Yes, like, I, was I was always working in no matter what size I was. Yes. But for me personally, that was just a choice that I made for myself. And it took, and, it, and I think because I made that for myself and it wasn't forced on me, I, I, again, it was like accepting the body that I was in and accepting this is the path that I'm going to take yeah. for whatever reason. But not everybody needs to do that or has to do that. And even like losing the amount of weight that I've lost, which is in, in the scheme of things, like I said, I'm still, I'm a size 14. I'm, I'm not a small girl. Mm-hmm. People treat you so differently when you're smaller. And it actually makes me resent people because I know how in certain situations, how I would have been treated versus how I'm treated now. Like when I get on an airplane yeah. or um, when I'm at a restaurant or when people are talking to me about fat people yes. or like saying things in a third. And I'm like, and I, and I am like, oh, I'm fat. But I was like, oh, they don't know I like I'm fat right because my mind still is that I'm that I'm a bigger girl in my mind so it's like oh this person didn't know me when I was big bigger physically so they're saying these things to me not knowing that they're offensive yeah um and it's and it's just like yeah I get or not thinking that you care because I feel like you gotta know some of that shit you say is offensive but it's fucked up right they They don't, they feel like because you're not in that category, they didn't know you when you were bigger, they feel mm-hmm. like they can talk shit with you about, yeah. yeah. And it's like, I'm not about to, yeah, like, I don't find those jokes funny. I don't, I don't see the humor in that. That person is just existing or like, find a better comeback. Like, if you don't like the girl, just say, like, it can literally, because best believe, if you don't like the girl because she took your man, I could have took your man too. Yeah. So, I think there's also a perception of dating and being a bigger girl that like, like that the world thinks, oh, they're not having sex or they're not desirable. And let me tell you, I never had an issue. Uh, so I think, yeah, those, those types of things always grind into my gears. Yeah. Or, you know, the, the, the favorite one people like to do is like, oh, she got a man, but I can't even get a text mm. back. Like, right. And, oh, and yeah. a lot of oh, times they yeah, use that towards yeah. big girls. Like yeah. they, they're Absolutely. like, oh, she got a man. I can't even get a text back. And it's like, how is that her problem? Right. It's not. It's and 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 it, again, the fat phobia is like the comparison of it all. And so, like for you, like we were talking about with social media, kind of coming into the scene and like perfection and and comparison. Like, what are some things that you would suggest to people to view their bodies in a positive way? Being inundated with these messages all the time. Ooh, um. So like social media is a gift and a curse (laughs) because it is one of the best ways to find community um especially in my experience like find community in the like body liberation 
body positivity, fat acceptance circles. Um, I mean, that's what I've done. Like once Instagram kind of exploded, especially like with hashtags and you can find, mm-hmm. you can find, you know, people. you, you can find hashtag fat acceptance. All right, let me see what, what this is. Let me go follow that page. That seems cool. And so I would say I found so much community on social media that even though social media is notorious for like the um the filters and you know we can manipulate anything with angles or whatever Mm -hmm. there is like the community um for the the movement is is huge on social media like i started following you know outside of gabby fresh there's so many influencers um uh, plus size models, which is another thing. Plus size models also have like they all look, hourglass they shape. All, yeah, they are hourglass, <laughs> and they're all like fourteen. Love Tabria Miles, now mind you, Tabria is, is that Tabria like? Majors. Majors, Majors, yes, gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. But she tall, and mm-hmm. I'm like I'm five four. <laughs> yes, so she's like, tall. You telling me them swimsuits not fitting on me like they fitting on you? Yes, and she's <laughs> tall, and she's an hourglass. Like she has, yeah. you know, that shape that's coveted. So mm-hmm. yeah, plus size models, but but you do have a few that are like breaking through who don't have that typical hourglass plus size body. And, mm-hmm. and so, for example, like Rihanna. The model she uses for Savage, mm. she oh, yeah. has yeah. No, she's so really many inclusive. different shapes yeah. and sizes. Apple like, shape, mm. pear shape. Hit every shape. Yeah. Like, I yeah. bought every- her... Um, savage fintech the the most recent um show that she had on amazon prime i was like this is the first time that i am looking at clothes and can actually see a body that resembles mine to know what the fuck it may look like on me i was even simple things of like i was looking for stuff to wear for a wedding next week and i'm like I have no idea online. I'm like, I have no idea what this is actually going to look like on me because yeah. none of these models. Everybody looks like a fucking Kardashian. Yes, it's, it's literally a Kardashian it's body like now. Same Even on body. the on the plus size plus size pages, it's Kardashian bodies, and it's like, yes. how am I? Even with the height thing too, it's like, how am I actually going to see what this looks like? on a body that actually looks like when you look around on a, any given right. day in the street. Yes. So it's rough out here. Yeah. I mean, social media, there's like a ton of people you can follow. Um, let me see. There's, um, there's this woman, what's her name? She, the, she's called, she called, she was called the militant baker. Um, her name is Jen hmm. Baker. Um, and she's a white woman. She wrote this book called um, Things No One Will Tell Fat Girls. And it's one of my favorite mm-hmm. books. And her book is just like literally debunking all these things about being fat and like how um, fat phobia actually stems from from racism. How mm-hmm. uh, fat phobia came about because white people were trying to diminish and and basically insult black bodies and again trying not like black women historically have been curvier more muscular like Mm -hmm. and didn't look like thin you know white bodies and so not only that but there's this whole history with like migrant farmers where 
they were browner and stockier. And it was like, well, the opposite of that is what you should look like. So like there's all this information and in a few different books that talks about how fat phobia actually stems from racism and white supremacy. And I believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I felt like that was a page I follow. I do follow celebrities who are plus size. Like I love me some Lizzo. Mm-hmm. Um, I love me some Amber Riley. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, Amber Riley. Yeah. Love me some. Um, ah, what is her name? Raven Goodwin. Mm-hmm. Um, she was uh, being Mary Jane's niece. In, um, oh in yes, 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 yes. Um, I remember seeing her out in LA. Danielle, what's her name from Orange is the New Black? What's Danielle's last name? Oh, I do know who you're talking about. Is it Brooks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so I feel my feed with bodies that look like mine. Mm. That's important. Yeah. And like, not like I follow a bunch of different plus size people, but I also follow plus size people who like have stomachs or who are shaped Mm -hmm. like me because it's important for me because me and a friend were talking about how like, especially because it's okay to be thick now like everybody kind of wants to be thick now this Mm -hmm. new like you'll have this new ideal where like okay so back when we were kids and shit it was like a skinny model type that was seen as like an ideal desirable but now it's like like y'all said the kardashian body type or like Mm -hmm. even like somebody like tabria majors and so you Mm -hmm. know i have to catch myself not coveting the new thing mm-hmm. yeah because yeah, even as important. it changes whatever is in in the moment gets pushed right. in our face mm-hmm. yeah that's so important to keep and it's really hard even as somebody who like has accepted my body like speaking for myself like who has accepted my body in some sort I still get the like you know uh, a Megan Thee Stallion coming I'm like fuck all right well how many uh high jumps and jump and burpees do a bitch gotta do yes. and it's like girl let it go mm-hmm. like it's never you know like love the body that you're yeah. in and i think fashion has helped me like having more fashion choices yeah. has helped me to love my body because i'm like no i look good i look good too i look you know i look de- not desirable like i'm fawning for people's or male attention specifically but like I feel good about myself mm-hmm. and like these clothes fit me and I'm not trying to squeeze into a, a like prior to plus size clothes being um, a little bit more available, which there's still a long way to go. I agree with mm-hmm. you. Uh, but like at the beginning, cause I had a blog too. I was one of those people with a blog. I remember uh, it, was called, blog. Yes, it was called eat your heart out. Yes. And <laughs> I used to put recipes and I was a fashion blog. It was like a lifestyle thing. And so like the more I started to dress myself the way that I that I liked and that clothes that fit my body and, and accentuated the things that I loved about myself, the more my confidence grew and you couldn't tell me shit. Because even w- when you mentioned Megan the Stallion, it's like, again, comparison is a thief of joy because even Megan, it's like, okay, what if I did everything I could to get Megan's body? Megan then already has other things that she has to deal with with being tall or being broad showed. Like right. then she gets yeah. oh well, not yep. like a man. Yep. or she's darker compared to other rappers. Like so it's man. like yep. so even it's Trans- like once you think yeah <laughs> yeah once you get to yep. whatever level that you think will solve all your problems and then you get there and it's like 
psych. Now there's all these other right. things. There's always going to be because it has to be exactly, the confidence. Like, so stop exactly trying to be others. The trick of the beauty industry is though, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. always striving. Exactly, like, the beauty industry is a billion dollar industry because it keeps us always trying to attain something that is not that is outside of ourselves. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, you know, and I think that goes into why we you know you you've heard the saying that like we always want the opposite of what we have or mm-hmm. whatever so like the grass is always greener the yeah. grass is always greener so like there was a time where big titties were popping that was in the 90s and then <laughs> when we were kids, when we were kids, before, remember everybody had like breast implants. And oh shit? Like, yeah, all of us and like I, the Pamela oh, Anderson, yeah. like like obnoxious. Oh, yes. Yeah, because I that gave that shit. I gave mine away. Okay, because <laughs> <laughs> but that's what big titties were. In. Now it's all about ass and hips, mm-hmm. like yeah. ass hips, yeah. your whole lower body, and so it's like the the beauty industry is set up to make us always reaching to attain something else Mm -hmm. and so to the point y'all were making there is no ideal actually because it's always changing it's always evolving so if you're facing trying to keep up with that you'll never be satisfied with what you have yeah i'm so i'm switching questions now but we've talked about like confidence or saying being able to love things about yourself And I feel like this happens a lot of times with what the underlying thing that happens with when Lizzo is posting something or saying she loves herself or even like comments of like, oh, that's a fat bitch. She thinks she all that, like the audacity for you Mm -hmm. to have confidence in yourself Mm -hmm. is like another added layer of the fat phobia of you're fat. So therefore you should have low self-esteem. Therefore you should know your place Mm -hmm. and like be thankful. If it's dating, you should be thankful for the scraps that you get. Like, well, at least you got a man, even if he's trash, like that's a man. So that should be okay. How do, how would you say to kind of combat or if you've had to kind of combat that area of like the audacity of having confidence or the audacity of loving yourself? Cause even that's, that's an audacity that I feel like, when you think white and black, it's like, how dare you love yourself and be black? Don't you know? Right. Don't you know what we think Terrible. of you? So, like, right. how does do you don't kind you of get how that? World yeah, do you get that same fuel of like, well, I have to do this being black. I have to do this being a woman. I, like, is it kind of that same bucket of your thinking, or is it a little bit different as far as I like my body, the body that I'm in. I pull, I pull whatever. Like, I dress how I want to dress. Like, where does that kind of? come from to combat those those people those ignorant really good question um I think so I always look at I think confidence and whether people want to admit this or not I think confidence ebbs and flows Mm -hmm. like and I think that's for everyone I think we all have good days and bad days um yeah you know days we wake up and we like I'm the shit I look Mm -hmm. good um can't nobody tell me nothing and then there are days we wake up and it's like, oh, I hate everything. Like I think mm-hmm. and I, I think I think there's this performative confidence that um we've gotten used to because no one wants to admit that there are time there are moments, whether it's about your looks or otherwise, where you just don't feel confident. And that's okay. That's a normal part of a human experience. Um, I think though that my confidence overall in my body like had to be learned because I didn't have it for a long time like um 
it's something that I had to grow in, in, in water and tend to because I had confidence in all these other areas, but I didn't have body confidence for a long time. And it was because of the messages I got about my body. Like Mm -hmm. there was a point where I used to blame myself for that. Like, well, why couldn't you just overcome it? And then I'm like, bitch, (laughs) you're inundated with this on a daily basis. Like it is not your fault. And so- Were those other areas watered for you? Like you said, like body. Yes. So it's like smart. Was it because people were telling you you were smart? So it's always like, okay, I believe that. Or was yes. it just the the lack of it coming from like a body standpoint? I actually think both. That's a really good point because, you know, I was always a smart kid, always had good grades, you know, did really well in school. So I was confident in that area. Mm-hmm. Like people always told me I had a pretty face, right? That mm-hmm. They love to tell big girls, your face is pretty. Oh, you so, so pretty. You're so you pretty. Only love- if you only were, yes. Oh, well, that's to- like the fat version of uh, you're pretty for a dark skinned girl. Yes, that's literally. Oh, yeah, it. absolutely. I mean, I remember being, I-, I was young. I was like eight. And this lady was like, You have such a pretty, like this random lady. Um, I was playing outside with friends. And it was like one of their parents' friends. So my mom was out of earshot. She would hear this lady say this to me. Uh-huh. But she was like, You are so pretty. You just need to lose a little weight and you'll get all the boys when you get older. And that stuck with yeah. me. Like that yeah. stuck with me because I, it was like, it, thank you. Thank you for saying that. It was That's like, awesome. it was like, if. And so I remember that was when yeah. like this seed really got planted about my body mm-hmm. where I was like, okay, everything's good from the neck up, but from the neck down, yeah. I need to fix it. Um, yeah. And so... All that to say, I feel like um, people do, people do look at you, like, it's this weird thing where, like, you get some people who look at you, like, incredulously for having confidence, like, how could she have confidence and, Mm -hmm. you know, be in that body? And then you have other people who are, like, in awe that you have confidence. So like you you get yeah. both sides mm-hmm. of me. Like you get yeah. the you get the mean girl side where it's like how mm-hmm. dare she have confidence. And then you also get the the oh you're so brave. Like like people are <laughs> yes, like, yes. <laughs> yes. I think Lizzo I think Lizzo is a perfect example of this because she's like a, a fat body in public. Yes. She's talented, you know, and everybody thinks that they get to say whatever the fuck you yes. want, they want about her. And, um, yeah, and I think she was, she was doing an interview. Oh, who was she doing? It was on Netflix. Oh, what's David, David, Le- anyway, David Letterman. He, David Letterman. Yeah. And she said, like, why can't I just be regular? Like, why do y'all got to fawn over my confidence? Like, it's like, I'm not supposed to have it. What you're, yes. telling, me, yeah. what you're telling me by saying, oh my God, I can't believe how confident you are. You go girl. Is that I should not be confident. Yeah. And then that, and then that fucks with your psyche because you're mm-hmm. like, now I'm pushing through or like when I don't have confidence on those days, like, mm-hmm. like you said, right. when you have those ebbs and flows, right. It's not every day that I feel like a bad bitch. Right. So it's like on those low days, it's even worse Yep. because I don't have the confidence. Yeah. And now I'm walking into a room and people are like, what's wrong with you? Why aren't you like strutting in six inch heels? Yeah. And all, this, like, yeah. all right. Can I just be a person? Can that's, I just be a person? Yeah. That's the yeah. same of, yeah. I'm pretty sure you have seen the video of, 
when Serena Williams was a child and like the interviewers asking her, you have all this confidence. Like, where do you get it from? Oh, and her dad's her like, dad, don't ask know? her that. She answered the question. Like, stop trying to, right. to trying to understand how did you get this confidence? Because for whatever reasons you shouldn't, you shouldn't like yourself. So why the fuck do you like yourself? And what it, exactly. what you be like, <laughs> what special thing do you have that you can like yourself? And why do you so, un- so unapolog- unapologetically at that? And, and that's the word right there. It's like, I think it's unfortunately revolutionary to unapologi- unapologetically love yourself in any mm-hmm. of your forms because it's like, again, we we have been like, especially women, especially women, we have been, it has been like forced upon us to always try to find something wrong with ourselves. So like, I think if if you find unapologetic self-love, you know, no matter size, shape, whatever, that's already a feat. I do think it's even more of a feat when you find it being in a bigger body because you have to combat so much mm-hmm. to get to that point. Mm-hmm. And like, and, and mm-hmm. even if, cause that's also not every, not every fat person had to find confidence. I know fat people right. who have always had it. <laughs> like, and, and they were looking at everybody else like, why the fuck do you expect me not to have it? And so, right. like, I have a friend like that, and she's like, people have all, you know, people do that whole, oh, my God, it's so brave. Oh, my God. I, lo- I love that you dress, like, so sexy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. If she should dress like she hates her body. Mm-hmm. And she's like, she's never really like she grew up in a household like her mom was plus size and her mom was a plus size woman who you know wasn't always on a diet and stuff like that so she mm-hmm. just she just grew up in her body she's like this mm-hmm. is normal exactly. like, this is just me living my life and and so for her she's like it's always crazy to me that people expect me not to be confident like yeah and she never had to you know she didn't have a, a journey like there are lots of bigger people who've had the journey I had where we like did not have body confidence and then had to grow that but there's also people who always had it or never mm-hmm. you know had that issue and I feel like that's also a narrative you don't see that much like you always see yeah. like oh I had to learn to love myself and that is that is a story that is that is a thing story. yeah but also there are people who like you know, grew up in households where that was, their bodies were always affirmed for them. Yeah. They didn't deal with that. And, and there's still the expectation that they should, they should hate them. Yeah. And I think that shows how badly we treat fat kids. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, if you are husky, like, you know, you go to the husky section, like, that's like, and, and like, because from a young age, you're inundated. And like you shared, and thank you for sharing that that you were eight years old and you remember that comment it's like yeah like basically coming out the womb if you're a chubby baby it's over for you society is done with you Mm -hmm. and is going to tell you well if you're a chubby baby you're cute if you're a baby you're cute i remember i posted that before like because people if you think about it people love chubby babies Mm -hmm. it's when you become like a chubby toddler i'd say preschooler Mm -hmm. it's like when you get to be four or five and then okay. people are like, okay, the chubbiness ain't cute no more. Now, mm. you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, then- it's like, what are you eating? Yeah. What are you feeding? Like, but some of us are just naturally big. Like, I, like, I don't think I'll ever be, like, like, 
I, I guess on the BMI chart, right, I should be like 140 pounds. Like, kiss my ass. It's never gonna happen. I don't care how much dieting I do. I went to a doctor. I went to a doctor (laughs) recently who told me I should be a hundred and forty pounds. I was like, okay. That's not like it's not re- it's not real and when I say it's not realistic, I'm not even saying from a oh I want to diet and get down and maintain 140. It's not re- I don't think my my body would naturally ever be that fat. I don't mm-hmm. think there's any women in my family like who was 140 is just not in my lineage. Like that's just not <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's just a, it's not in my lineage. That's not a thing. It's not in my DNA. That's not a thing. But, like it doesn't those types of expectations don't even allow you to be like oh no this is my body and it's very natural state Mm -hmm. and like even for me like I did have to come to terms with some of the emotional and I'm still I'm I still deal with that right but those two things are not mutually exclusive Mm -hmm. like you can you can eat whatever you want and be a size two you can eat whatever you want to be a size 16 you can eat whatever you want to be a size 28 Mm -hmm. you can you know like it's like people tie so much of diet because they think it's something you can control. Yes. Yeah. They want to blame you for being fat. Yes. So the way to blame you for being fat is to say there's something that you can control, which is what you're eating. And that's why you're fat. When that is not the reality of how bodies yeah. work. Mm-hmm. It's not. There's so many things that go into your, like how your body presents. You know what I'm saying? Like there's genetics, there's environment, there's, what you have access to or don't have access to mm-hmm. there's like all these di- like how much muscle you carry how much mm-hmm. like there's yeah. so many things and like also hormones yeah. hormones like hormones so many yes. things especially as women yes especially and yeah. as women we naturally carry more fat than men as well mm-hmm. like you know we're right. softer right we're, our softer. bodies are made yeah. for child carrying and childbearing like and yeah, there, there's just so many factors that make up the number you see on the scale. And mm-hmm. it's like, to Nina's point, doctors and society try to make it a personal, like a, a personal failure, a lack of discipline. Mm-hmm. Something is wrong mm-hmm. with you if you can't get or stay thin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like, and I was back when clubhouse was still a, a better app um i was in a room you say that <laughs> but it's like clubhouse been around really i don't think clubhouse been around a year you keep because there was there was, was a app. moment that i feel like i was actually hearing quality conversations were, and like learning things and and it was during quarantine so maybe in my mind it seemed like a long time and it could have just been five days i don't know but like there was <laughs> i think it was it was where it's like, okay, I'm actually learning things, whatever, in a room um, talking about body positivity and specifically with, like, going to see doctors. And so it was a lot of women, um, fat women, talking about, like, how basically doctors, how you've been saying, like, they'll go in, they'll see a number, and then their whole conversation will change. It's like, oh, you're fat. You need to lose. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I remember I went to a doctor. I was an adult because I was passing my mom would go to the doctor with me. And I younger was pretty athletic like if you glance at my body you say okay maybe she plays sports does whatever this was before I stepped on a scale so I was like okay you're doing good every like everything is good blah 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 oh we forgot to take your weight I weigh more than what I look at any stage of any type of body 
that whole conversation mm-hmm. changed. You already told me I was healthy. Of course. But then when I stepped right. on that scale and based on your numbers, it looked different. Now it's like, you need to change your diet. Literally 10 yeah. minutes ago, yeah. you told me to keep doing what the fuck I was doing. But now, cause you right. see the number, now it's like, oh, changed. Like it's almost robotic. It's a problem. Change script. It's a fact. Yeah. It's like now you need to do whatever yes. it is. Like. <laughs> <laughs> it's so like what the, that tells me to not, listen or really to ignore what you said it's like I feel like I'm healthy if you are not telling me to your point if my arm not getting chopped off or if it's not already off like I need to do my own research because what you're telling me is the script that you're giving is not acceptable and there was multiple people in the room like stop trying to bring up what doctors say as like the end all be all based off of this very Eurocentric view of very Eurocentric chart and the other thing too is like the other part of how fat phobia works is that people use health to be to to police other people's bodies. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they use this um, ideal of health, whatever that means, right? Because health, like, there's no definition. There's no actual definition that is universal for what is healthy for every single person, mm-hmm. right? And so, um, health is the way that people justify to themselves being like atrocious to fat people is like oh but they're mm. not healthy oh they're gonna die from a heart attack i'm just saying the obvious you know stuff like health. that mm-hmm. yeah people do and not care like, about people that much we've seen it in this like you don't they truly really care don't. about your neighbor because you your ass won't even wear a mask so stop talking about right Listen. you don't give a fuck about nobody's health you don't and so health is like i always look at when people talk about like fatness and health I'm always like I feel like it's just a guise for you to be a dick <laughs> like for you yeah, to be an asshole it's like, because at the end of the day right are you really that concerned about my health like if if I am unhealthy that's for me to figure out for my body right. like that still doesn't give you a right to police it right and so people yep. and so that health piece is comes in because people use that as a justification to to be shitty to fat people. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they say you hate fat people. Just say and, that. and move on. Yeah, like, move on. Cause, no, because the then if you say that, them. then they will be a bad person. But if they just exactly. say, right, right, I think you they should. Don't be bad. Yeah, they want us to be bad. Yeah, so it's our fault. We're disgusting. Yeah, no. And and another thing I would just like to add is that into Dana's story a little bit is like the size that I was when I was in high school is like your body naturally just changes over time nobody's going to be that size for the size you were your freshman nobody's going to be that size I mean just look at your family your mothers your fathers like there's a sliver of people who are like oh okay she look good she you know Mm -hmm. whatever she 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 can fit her old cheerleading costume that's not the majority of them okay And one thing I have to remember, because even looking back at old high school pictures, I'm like, why did I ever think I was fat? Like, I was, I was a, I was a hottie out here. But, I, but that, that comparison, even to your past, mm. though, will eat you alive. Mm-hmm. And so what I also have had to do is like, remember, and appreciate the body and, 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 and like, what has gotten me to and like, how it's changed over time and how I, I just have to appreciate that because sometimes you'll be looking back at your past self and be like, Oh, I want to be, I want to be 14 again. It's not going to happen. 
<laughs> that's a word. Damn. That's, I mean, that's true because the, the other thing is, you know, me and one of my best friends talk about this all the time, like how people are always like, oh, I'm trying to get back to my high school weight. Even if you got back to that exact same weight, your body won't look the same. Mm-hmm. Like right. we're aging, we're we're getting older. Like you're a, right. a 14 to 18 year old body is not going to look like a 28 to 32 year old body. Mm-hmm. Like it's just not, right. even if you get down to right. the same size. And I think the other thing too is like, as a society, collectively society has to well, I don't know that society ever ever will, but I guess the goal would be society has to be like has to be okay with with fat. Like yeah. it's yeah. like yeah. okay, yeah. if you were fat, right, in high school, that's okay. If you yeah. were fat at any point in your life, that's okay. That's okay. It doesn't yeah. have to be a like a a source of shame or a source of like oh my god, I can't believe I look like that like it's like, you know, if you were fat and you lost weight, if you were thin and you got fat, like, it's okay. Either you were skinny yeah, and got big, a life, so. or you were big and got skinny. Big got Either skinny. way, we fuck it. No, it's so true. Oh, and especially, you know, like, people have children. Like, I don't even have any children. But it's like, people have children. People people just go through your hormones change. Yeah. Like even I mean, even as you get older, your hormones are constantly changing. Something you can eat the other day makes you bloated and yep. or have diarrhea the, the next. Shit. Yesterday I got off a couch and popped my shoulder. I don't know what the It's like you you did, you literally didn't like, move oh, your arm. What happened? I and I don't know what I did. I just got up off the couch. And so it's like, it's like your yeah, it's like your body's gonna be constantly changing and you just have to like make room for that. And that's such a good point. Like outside of size, our bodies are changing. At some point, as 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 much as black don't crack, it's going to crack one day. Like at yeah, one right. at some point <laughs> we're going to get wrinkles. Like now yeah, we yeah. probably won't be it'll probably be when we 70, it won't be when we're like right. 40. <laughs> but yeah. and, you know right. our our body like you know i i look at pictures from like 10 years ago and i'm like yeah i look older now like i mm-hmm. can it, it's a part of life and so mm-hmm. our bodies are always changing um be, because we're living life we're getting older you know the alternative and that's a blessing is, yeah because the, right, the alternative is dying <laughs> yeah, yeah you dying the alternative yeah. Is dying. <laughs> I think we so, much rather have wrinkles. Yeah, we. Ha- I feel like yeah, we have to give ourselves grace and also because even to the examples that you gave of like having um having babies, a baby or multiple babies, and what's always praised, the women who have snapbacks. It's like, oh, you got your body back, like right after you had the baby, or and then that becomes the expectation of if you don't then something is wrong or if it's, it's like, really Oh, right. you can I, still like, you still look so, healthy. you still look that's so young and you're old. And it, you know, that's not the average. Yeah. Person. That's not healthy. And it's so, so rare. unrealistic. Yeah. It's so yeah. rare. Like yeah. if it's we're so talking toxic. about people we know in real life, like not like, and hell, even Beyonce after the twins didn't have a, oh, yeah, yeah. She got thicker. and yeah. she was, uh, and she's, you know, she's Beyonce. She's got billions of dollars and everything right. and even you know even someone who could pay for it mm-hmm. still mm-hmm. didn't have like her body doesn't look like what she looked like post between or yeah. uh, right. which makes complete sense 
And so when you when you like take away celebrity, like, you know, millions of dollars, if you're talking about your average woman, no. Like, do you really expect after two months of her having like carried a child, her body stretched out for nine and a half months, birth this child, healing her body after she birthed the mm-hmm. child, that she should look how she looked before she got pregnant in eight yeah. weeks. That's crazy. Like, that's yeah. crazy. Such, when you say yeah. it out loud, it's such it's so a toxic. crazy expectation. Mm-hmm. But it's like, on top of dealing with being a mother, possibly a new mother, mm-hmm. now you worried about this this standard of like, okay, I got to snap back to what I looked like before I got pregnant. That's crazy. Yeah. Your whole body carried a whole you birthed a human. Like, and it's the expectation is to is to pop back is yeah, um, so yeah, it's the raggedy ass patriarchy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, really what it comes down to. I would say still giving um giving ourselves grace, even when you said like black don't crack and looking older. It's like we praise the Gabrielle unions or the Pharrells who look great for their age. It's like oh, so like. They're in their, I think they're 50 now or so mm-hmm. and look younger, but it's it's also like it's also okay to look your age because I feel like the, right. the older that I've gotten, I'm 30. yeah, it's okay. The older that I've gotten, and I see like <laughs> people who are 50 or 60 or 70, it's like that's a blessing to still yeah. I, yeah. I can't wait to look to to say I look like I'm 70 because that means I've been alive for 70 years. Like, yeah, what's the alternative? Yeah. Um yeah. That's such a good point. And I, I feel like that's a whole another topic is like ageism is real too. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like, especially again, I mean, I think everything just hits women harder <laughs> um, because there's this expectation that is not the same for men. Like men might go through stuff with mm-hmm. like their hair and things oh, like yeah. that. But like women are expected to look 25 forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And only be desirable. Yeah. Um when they're 25 because as soon as they to the opposite as soon as you can no longer bear children or as soon as you get one wrinkle or gravity hits your boobs or whatever it may be like then it's like oh you're disposable you're no longer useful but for men it's like oh he's mature he's grown and i'm sure if we were talking to a man they could list like no these things are these things exist um but because i think too with all of this beauty is what's considered women's currency. So if mm-hmm. you don't have it yeah. and the right. standards yeah. of what we decide is beautiful, Absolutely. then who are you and you're not worth anything if you don't I have mean, it. I mean, even think about mainstream society, how many, you know, um, I'm trying to think, Richard Gere or a Tom Cruise or like those niggas are old, but they still lead in roles mm-hmm. and doing all Leonardo that. DiCaprio. But then when you get a woman who's the same, Leonardo DiCaprio's a fucking low-key he's not a pedophile because they're illegal they're always 21 but but he's grown yeah he gets older and his His girlfriend stays 21 they get younger yeah 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 um but how many women and actresses talk about Mm -hmm. this too especially the actresses of color but once you get a certain age it's like grandma mom no leading ladies nothing sexually desirable viola davis talked about that with um with how to get away with murder and like having Shonda write her role where she was an older woman who was still having sex, who was still seen as desirable to her suitors, who still had a life. And it was like, she wasn't someone's mama. I feel like that becomes a thing. You like 
you're 20 and then you become someone's mama or grandma and there's no yeah. there's nothing in between yeah. of like I, I know a lot of 40 and 50 year old women they having a time of their lives Something. Yes, right. Tracy Ellis Ross. Girl, I'm coming. Go, for like goals as far as life, and they got nothing to do with how she looked, but just the life that the life that she lives is is goals. Yes, yes, it really is. Yes. Um. So thanks for um uh, for joining us. I feel like we can we can have this discussion for hours, and I feel like Ryan's also my AP, my adopted personal. So we have conversations like this all the time, even with the intersection of like colorism and fat phobia and everything, like we get deep. So it's always a pleasure um, to have these conversations with you. Um, Tell our listeners one where they can find you on socials. And then if there's any events that you're doing or plugging or anything, as far as any um, work or art that you're curating, kind of where they can find Mm -hmm. you. Um, if there's anything like that that you may have. Okay. Well, hey, it was a pleasure to be here. This was such a good conversation. Thank you for inviting me. Of course. Um, yeah, we can have this conversation for hours. <laughs> <laughs> all, all three of us. All three of us. Mm-hmm. Um, all three of us. Mm-hmm. But so you can find me on Instagram at rdannypair. So it's R-D-A-N-I-P-E-A-R. Um, I'm not really on Twitter. I just read it. I don't really interact. (laughs) Instagram is probably the best place to find me. Um, I I am going to be a part of like this next iteration of like a a curvy cannabis sort of thing. I I did a curvy cannabis photo shoot a couple of years ago. Which was flawless. Gorgeous. Thank you. So dope. What does that involve? When you say curvy cannabis, what, where does the cannabis come in? Oh, we smoking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm thinking like, like there's like hemp clothing or like you're, you're rolling in weed. They or hide. I'm so, not sure. I'm not weed. So okay, got it. basically, what got the it. point <laughs> is, real, real quick, the point was that in a lot of, um, you know, like now that cannabis has exploded as an industry. You you see mostly like white people represented, mm-hmm. which is a whole um, a whole, whole other, other episode. Um, but you see mostly like white hipster type people represented as the face. And so, um, a friend of mine, her name is Jessica Jackson. She went to U of M with us. She uh, decided to do a curvy cannabis sort of like a photo shoot campaign that showed like curvy women it was women it was women of color um and white women but all of us were i, I want to say the smallest person was like maybe a size 10 so it was like probably 10 to like probably like 24 and mm-hmm. um and we all you know we had a smoke sesh and we were in lingerie and it was like it was really nice. i love that and so and yeah the photographer was great it was beautiful so we're doing another iteration of that. I'm not sure when it was, you know, COVID stuff, mm-hmm, kind of yeah. pushing things around. But I'm doing that, and then I'm working on a couple other like projects with friends and stuff around like um, body liberation. So you know, those will be on my Love social that. media when they're completed. Cool, and we'll definitely reshare when you post to get them yeah, out we'll as a follow up to our listeners. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is really important. Mostly, I'm just like, you know, being in my body, 
constantly thankful for my body and you know just loving on my body mm-hmm. that's what mm-hmm. I'm doing right now that's what we all need to do yeah. this is this is homework for everybody listening to this episode go look in the mirror get it get either completely naked or in your drawers and your in your bra and just point out stuff that you like about your body mm-hmm. yes. that'll and if you can't find something you like point out something you appreciate Mm-hmm. yeah that's a good one yeah yeah that was yeah. that was actually gonna be my tone check was was to check yourselves on you know outside is open we're coming out of um quarantine hopefully people are quarantined yeah. some people are still outside but anyway oh, um yeah, and I feel like a lot of folks are <laughs> and, and and I've made the jokes too I've said like you know I've gained weight in quarantine I'm trying to get back in the gym to lose uh-huh. weight or like having even an anxiety of like I'm going out and I look different than when the last time people saw me. Mm-hmm. Um, so even yeah. as a tone check to ourselves, let's to the point of, of what you were saying of look at it, have grace with yourself. Your body is yours. Yeah. It's the only one that you get. Like, it's not like a hair right. strand where maybe it can grow, grow back. Like right. your body is the only one that you're going to have, even if you do different alterations or things to it. Um, so take some time and have, have grace for yourself. And also, Think about the thoughts that you have when you see other people in their different bodies. And are you projecting something that that you really don't mm-hmm. like about yourself and you see somebody that has that and has confidence and you mad? Yes. Ask yourself why. Yes. Um, and really, really get to that. Because yeah, of the point of Ryan, what you said, I'm like, society needs to accept fatness of like, that can start mm-hmm. with how we both see our bodies and how we see other people's bodies as well. Um, yep. And not to the point of that that asshole of an adult that told you that when you were eight but like what you say does carry weight especially especially to children um and so keep that in mind and check yourself um as outside opens and we we start seeing each other as well yeah right absolutely and i would say just just think about like a a small like if you're just learning about like what fat phobia is and how we all have perpetuated it at some point um just think about how you think about fat bodies how you talk about fatness even if it's not a fat body how you talk about fatness whether it's like you gaining Mm -hmm. or losing weight Mm -hmm. like just be like think just think about the way that you think about fatness and and that's a good place to start in terms of unpacking like mm-hmm. how you yeah. feel and maybe where you learned some things like I know I can trace back certain things to like should I heard in my family you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying or should I heard mm-hmm. from adults as a kid so mm-hmm. yeah just like that's a start to unpacking and then I would say you know follow folks on social media follow fat people on social media like, yeah you know yeah diversify your feed follow go and find a fat acceptance page or a body mm-hmm. page and really just that's like, really just, good advice. Be scared to yeah. listen and learn. Yeah. yeah. There was, I know we're wrapping up, but that's a good point because there was, I was reading an article about how within social media and the amount of time that we spend scrolling on our timelines and like what we literally tap to like or what we find acceptable is like we're feeding that to ourselves. So if your timeline mm-hmm. is full of um, people who don't look like you, so whether it's your skin tone, your hair texture, your body size, whatever, that's what you're going to start feeding as beautiful. And basically mm-hmm. you're feeding yeah. yourself things that aren't you. But if yeah. you start, and I don't mean like, 
yeah, your friends, like still follow your friends, but like, you know, like you're saying, different pages or celebrities or things like that. Influencers, yeah. celebrities. Yeah. Versus when you actually start. <laughs> That's how you learn. Yeah. When you actually start switching up your timeline. And even for me, what I noticed was a lot of the celebrities, influence, whatever that I followed were, were lighter skin. I never saw anybody that was my complexion. Mm. So that's everything that I was feeding myself. And now I'm like, yeah, maybe I'm going to make a conscious effort to actually start following people who look like me. And I started my lock, mm-hmm. so I follow a lot more lock pages. Um, so there's a lot more mm-hmm. like both with hair and then a lot of skin color that come into that. And it changes your perception because now within 24 hours, I've seen 50% of women who look like me and I'm like, oh, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Whether it's, oh, I just like yeah. the outfit. I did whatever. Yeah. But now that's what I'm feeding myself as opposed to I'm yeah. ingesting everything that looks nothing like me. And that's it's so about. important to do that. It's yeah. so important to do that. So cleanse your timelines too. That's that's the tone check this week. Cleanse your minds and your timelines. <laughs> the only other tone check I have is for Kamala. Girl, um, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm so tired of her. She was in was she in Guatemala? Guatemala. She was in Guatemala, Guatemala. And she told, she said, don't come. <laughs> Seeking asylum is not illegal, baby girl. She's, a, and she's as, an immigrant as, on, as both on both sides. On both sides. On both sides. How could you fix your lips to tell people not to come here? But that's all I'm going to say. She said, don't come. She said, don't come. And I just had to, I had to play the clip several times. I'm like, I know the fuck she's, this child of immigrants. Who have who was the AKA who was the first woman vice president just said don't come bitch you wouldn't be here you would not be here she pulled a Bryson Tiller don't shit your founder <laughs> said don't come we ain't changing our colors don't, don't come here don't wow over it that... anyway that's my only tone check in addition to in addition to what Dana was saying to help y'all I'm saying Kamala. Kamala, am I saying You're saying it, it wrong, but that's all the time. Yeah, you can call it. <laughs> it's fine. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Daughter of immigrants. Uh, I just, yeah, right. So offensive. That's wild. Anyway. Yeah. But all right. Yep. And pay these student loans. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. Thank you. All right. Thank you. This episode was produced by us and edited by Dana Cole. Our theme music is the track Same by Ricky Ells. Be sure to check it out on all streaming platforms. For questions, comments, feedback, or topic suggestions, hit us up at queentonepod at gmail.com. Be sure to also check us out and follow on Instagram and Twitter at queentonepod. Thanks for listening.